I love the presence of God. I don't even like to think about not having it. Jesus' name. I think it's a nice enough night where maybe we should go over and have church in the new sanctuary, huh? <laughs> Put some car lights on. Amen. Go in and praise God a little bit. Shout a little bit. Pray a little bit. Jesus, thank you, Lord. What a sight that is. It's been a while. We've been waiting. We're not moving in next week, but God is good. And it's good to see that that's up there. Amen. Thank you, uh, worship team, for the pre ushering in the presence. You all can be seated. Um, I'll get into the word here in just a second, but I do want to just start um, by saying I, I, you've probably seen some notifications and, and, and things that uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and I uh, just want to encourage you again, um, if you get a chance to drop Pastor Urshan a note or, or just tell him thanks, um, please do, because I'm so thankful for our, our pastor. Amen. Um, Amen. I wasn't there Sunday, and I think he touched on it a little bit, though. But um, it's been uh, it's been quite a, a few years. Um, you know, it, 2018. What a, what a time that was that we launched the campaign, and I think that was about as much planning and preparation as as we've ever done at Tree of Life Church for. Any any type of, of thing, and, and God moved in that year, and we launched this campaign, and uh, we were prepared, and, and services were great and powerful, and, and we were planned up, and everything was going as planned, and since then, it's been more a, of a reaction and responding to things, but do you know that in this three years or whatever it's been of reactioning, reaction? and responding, Tree of Life has actually grown. We're, we're growing. I, I mean, whether it was, uh, you know, the, the dealings with the, the, the area or the community and, and the building getting it approved, or it was uh, shutdowns, now being in, in another location, God is blessing Tree of Life. And, and Tree of Life is growing. And, and our pastor has prayerfully led us through that time, and I'm just thankful for, for him and, and all the dedication that the ha he has to Tree of Life Church. And also just want to say, and he would say this too, without question, that it takes all of Tree of Life Church. I'm thankful for all of our ministers and, and pastoral team and leadership and, and ministry teams on down to the prayer warriors and the people that are a part of this church, they claim this church, their home church, it's taken everyone. But God is moving in such a great way. It's so uh, wonderful to see. And, and I w it would be hard, I would miss somebody to say all the people that have, have really been leading us during this time. Our, our um, executive team has done an amazing job with the planning and seeing what you see. Our ministers and ministry teams is keeping the ministries moving. And it would be, I would definitely miss or, or not say someone, and that wouldn't be right. So the list is long, but all of us, everyone here and everyone watching and everybody that claims this is their home church, 
thank you all. If there's one person I would like to publicly, uh, I feel God put on my heart to acknowledge, and I don't think he's here tonight, but he has many, many years been a part uh, of putting this church um, and, and its best interest um, in the forefront, and that's Brother Tom Rocklin. I know oftentimes he's the one that um, says the things that a lot of us don't want to hear sometimes, but he absolutely um, works with faith and his wisdom and his experience, and if you get a chance to see him, if you see him, just tell him thanks because there's so much that he does behind the scenes that is really helping us and keeping us in check and helping us to see this building go up. Amen? I'll just be uh, pretty brief tonight, but I want to look at um, Acts chapter 8, and I'll just, I don't, I'll just be bouncing around a little bit. Um, and the thought briefly tonight is ready to witness. And yesterday when I prayed and just said, Lord, what, what would you want me to say tomorrow night? All I heard was Acts chapter 8. And I said, okay. So I got home and started reading it, and nothing was, was standing out. And um, I, I wasn't finding any meat, Brother Enos, but God said, look again and listen. So I started reading, and then he started speaking, praise God. And when I was still wondering if this was exactly what he wanted me to say uh, this morning or sometime today, I came across this, and I'm just going to read it to you, um, and it confirmed what I was feeling. And it just says, are you ghosting the Holy Spirit? How do you feel talking about Jesus to your non-Christian friends? It can be kind of awkward, right? It's not actually your job to save your friends. Have you ever considered that? The, Holy Bi or the Bible says that the Holy Spirit draws people to himself. And Jesus himself said he would send the Holy Spirit to your friend to be your friend and helper. If that's true, what's your role to play? Stop ghosting the Holy Spirit. It's your job to get to know his voice Listen to his voice. Respond to whatever he asks you to do. And that really spoke to me and spoke to the thought that he really put on my heart. And I'll just get into it for a few minutes. But Sunday, um, I, I preached at a church, and they were great, sweet people, great people. And, and somebody stood up and was kind of exhorting at the beginning. And the whole congregation was responding and passionate. And what he was saying, and he was saying, we need to focus back on outreach and getting out and reaching the community. And, and, and what can we do? Why aren't we doing enough? What can we do more? What can we do more? And I agree with all of those things. All of those are, are good things. But God spoke at that moment and said, yes, those are good things. But I will draw them. I will draw them to you. If you can just be spiritually ready if you can be spiritually ready for what I want to do, I'll bring them in. We don't all have to be door knockers. We don't all have to be out there just, you know, standing on the street corner. That's great if you've been called to do it. Brother Enos can go sit down with someone in a restaurant. They'll be in church tomorrow. Amen. 
I, I'm not great at that. But you know what? If God wants to use me to do that, then I'm going to do that. But the, the thing is that what God was saying to me and speaking to me was, be spiritually ready. Be prepared spiritually. And now I see what he's showing me in Acts chapter 8. And it starts out with, it says, Saul begins to persecute the church. And you all know probably that I get into culture a lot, and I'm not going to do that, belabor that tonight. But if you don't recognize that the church is being persecuted, you need to wake up. I don't know at what extent persecution is going to come. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to face what the apostles faced, but I know it wasn't that long ago. You could say God created male and female. Now you're going to get canceled for that. So persecution is already here. It's not a matter of when or if. It's, it's already happening. This word goes against everything that culture is saying right now. And we just got to stand on it. Regardless of how much Antichrist wants to push or stretch, we just have to stay and be true to that. So it's already happening. But it goes on. It talks about, it says, Philip preaches in Samaria. So what did Philip do? So I started reading it. I didn't see, it does say that he went, right? He was sent out. But here's the thing. We're already sent out. We go into the marketplace every day. We go into our schools every day. We go into our jobs every day, whatever it may be. So we're already accomplishing exactly what Philip was doing. We are going out and being sent. And those things are available in front of us every single day. We have an opportunity and again, it's not a matter of us going in and, 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 and finding a phone booth, which young people probably have no idea what that is, jumping in, changing out of your, your work clothes into your Christian suit, and coming out and saying, here I am, and I'm going to start preaching to you. It's just a matter, again, of being spiritually available. How can I be spiritually available every day? And, and, and it goes on to read how Philip goes, and he's preaching. And the people of Samaria start responding. They, they're hearing this truth, they're hearing this word, and they're responding to this. Now, it says that they're, they're seeing him heal. And you know what? We're seeing healings, amen? We're seeing healings in this church right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now in this church. The people that you're touching right now in this church. Hallelujah. I called Brother Tyreek on the way here and asked him, I said, I said, from now on, Noah's nickname to me is No Quit Noah. He's not quitting. God's not quitting. And Noah's not quitting. And Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton are quitting. And he said, I tell you what, we're probably going to be home Saturday. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says these people were astounded by miracles. We have miracles that we can walk into people's lives when they say, oh, I just got whatever this report, or I just tested positive for this. Whatever the case may be, you can go and say, okay, guess what? I know a God that can touch you right now. I know all about a God that can move on you and heal you right now. Do you want me to pray with you right now? It doesn't mean we don't have to, again, put on our, our Christian suit. We can just be available, be ready to witness, be spiritually available to every interaction that God brings us in contact with and say, I'm ready, God. 
I'm, I've got my armor on this morning, and I'm ready to go. What do you want to present me with? I talked to Brother Jonathan on the, or earlier today, too. Sister Kim needs prayer. We're going to keep praying. But I, you know what? I'm thanking God. I'm not asking. I'm thanking God for his continued healing of her lungs. Her lungs are beat up. Sister Rachel, her lungs are beat up. But they can be healed in Jesus' name. She can come up and give a testimony in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. It says these people were astounded by the miracles that were happening. We have miracles that we can walk out and share. And here's the thing. I know and I believe with everything in me that this, isn't, this is just the beginning. We're going to see powerful healings. We're going to see amazing healings in this new building, at Grace Point, in the Annex, in Children's Church. It doesn't matter where it is. If we are spiritually ready, if we're ready to be a witness to the Holy Ghost, if we're ready to be a witness to what God wants to do, he's going to use us because I believe this with all my heart. Tree of Life Church is one of those churches for this hour that God has said, I've called you. I've called you and I've called people here to do the work that I'm going to do. The years of labor and of the bullers and then now to Brother Earth, Pastor Urshan leading us and guiding us and everyone that he has brought into this congregation. It's amazing to see what God is doing. Again, I was told Saturday that we had, or Sunday that we had so many people at service that it was as much as we've had in several years, other than some of the bigger, you know, like Easter and, and different services like that. We're growing, and we're not even in our building or on our property. God is saying, yeah, I'm ready to do something. Are you ready to do something? Are you ready to witness? Are you ready now? Thank you, Jesus. Can I just be ready, God? I, I remember, I, I've shared this before, but I remember one day, this has been several years ago, I, I woke up and said, all right, God, send me somebody today. Lord, put someone in my path today, Lord. Help me to just show them who you are and tell them all about you. And I went into work and doing work and go to lunch, and I went up to uh, Rookwood Commons or whatever it's called, Rookwood Pavilion, and I'm walking through the parking lot, and I see him coming. I see, I see somebody come, and then I could tell, yep, they're going to ask me for money. They're going to ask. I see it. And I reached in. I had some money in my pocket, and I reached in. I had five, I don't know what I had, but I, I pulled the single out to the side that was easy. It was easily accessible. And I stopped him, and I said, I, I, all right, here you go. I've got some money for you, and, and, and just didn't even engage with them. And that was, it was a Wednesday because I remember being at service that night and it was uh, well after service had ended up in pastor's office talking, catching up on things or whatever was going on. And as I walked out, the church was dark, nobody was there. I was parked on the far side of the building and walked. And as I was walking down the steps and across the outside of the sanctuary lobby, God said, I, when I finally slowed down, when my mind finally stopped for the day, and it was like, all right, everything is done. Now I'm going to go home, and it's the end of the day. When my mind finally shut off, God could speak, and I could hear him. And he said, I sent you someone. I sent you someone, and that person's face came right back to me. And I remember when I thought about that face, I was like, you know, she didn't look like what you would maybe anticipate somebody, um, some of the condition you find some people in. It was a very 
glowing face, and I remember thinking, God, I hope that was an angel. And I hope that it was a test that I failed because I, I don't want it to have been a soul that, that you brought in my path. So I hope, Lord, the glow that I saw on their faces because it was an angel and not somebody that I just walked past and let go. And that stayed with me for quite a while. And a few people had to say, I've been there. I've done that. And, and, and I don't want to ever make that mistake again. I got to be ready, ready to witness I got to be spiritually of sound mind. And it goes on to say here that, that, that people at that time were caught up in magic and always in all of magic. And it talks about Simon. And I started thinking, and God started talking and saying, you know, at that time there wasn't the entertainment that we have today. So magic and, and things back then, that was the entertainment. So the people were caught up in, 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 in all of somebody that could do magic tricks. And, and now our entertainment is tell a vision. Or these. And guilty as charged. I have that app from that longtime animation company that has that big park down in Florida. And I have to I have to be alert though when my daughter's watching some of that stuff. They had to be alert then also. They were there it wasn't like they could shelter their kids from going out and, and being seen and entertained by these people that they were doing sorcery or whatever garbage it was that they were doing. We can't protect them from everything, but I can be alert, and I can say, hey, be careful of that. But here's the thing. These are, now the magic is the tell-a-vision sets, and people are just bound to them. I went into, I remember recently, um, um, Blue Ash Chili, and I looked over at a table where a group had just sat down, six people, every single one of them. Every, all six of them. I thought, wow, they're all sitting together and every single one of them has their phone in their face. Now, my wife won't, she will get on me if I do that. So between seeing that happening and me saying, I don't want to be one of those people and her telling me, put your phone down. <laughs> that's not happening at meals or whenever I can be and spend time with my family. I'm like, this is what God has given me. This is who I want to be plugged into. But people are caught up in it. They're consumed by it. Whatever it is, I could go into the media thing. I could go down that road. You've heard me do that many times, and you already know. You already know what the, you can walk in a room with a movie on or people watching TV, and they're like, they're feeding. The, the Antichrist is feeding people, feeding them and feeding them. And they're waiting for something real. Who knows when they're going to snap out of it? Who knows when they might come to work after being told over and over and over, this is, you know, this is the way things are, that you're either this, so you're labeled that, or you're over on this side and you're labeled that. Whatever it is, and they're caught up in it. Their workplaces are, are, are being challenged right now with things and, and consumed, consumed by Antichrist right now. And here you can come in and in a conversation, any of us, with someone that says, I'm dealing with this right now, or you know what, I just got a bad report from my, one of my parents, or whoever it may be. And you can say, I got, I got something to tell you. I got, some, I got some good news to tell you. Let me tell you about what's happened at our church with these people. Let me tell you about these miracles that happened. If we're just willing and ready and able, God will say, here it is right here. Here it is. I'm drawing them to you. If you'll just be spiritually sensitive.
if you'll wake up like I woke up that morning and ask and say, Lord, just send me someone today. Again, you don't have to go beating the pavement. We don't have to. It's great. Let's continue to do it. But if you're just spiritually sensitive, God will take care of it. It says that Philip, all, all these people started responding. So now here comes Peter and John from Jerusalem because it's like, okay, people are now responding. So let's start feeding them. You don't have to do it all. Again, you've got Tree of Life Church behind you. I can guarantee you our evangelism, evangelism pastor, Fazel, will set up a Bible study tomorrow. You don't have to wait. It's right there. If we're just spiritually sensitive, God will say, here you go. And then, you know what? You can water. You can feed. You can seed. Whatever it may be that you need to do. And then, you know what? Somebody else can come in. Get them here. Pastor can preach. Pastor can preach them to an altar. Whatever it may be. Let tree of life consume. Let the healing of the nations consume them. Just be spiritually sensitive to go in and say, all right, here I am in this place, God. Let me not be consumed by all of these other things and just be ready to witness. And you might provide somebody for me right now today, God. Tomorrow, God may open up a conversation with somebody. If you go into that place, wherever it is, the shopping mall, your job, and you, you say, I'm spiritually ready, God. I got my mind stayed on Jesus. I got my mind stayed on you, God. I'm not listening to the noise. I'm not watching the news. I'm not list, tuned in to talk radio. I'm, I'm tuned into you, God. Because there's no question that those things can instantly take my mind to a place that it doesn't even have to be sinful, but it's certainly not in tune with God's voice. It's certainly not in tune. Just that, like that day that I talked about, I was caught up in, in work and getting business done and rushing to where I was, whatever I was even doing. I don't even remember at this time. I wasn't tuned in. I asked for it, but I allowed myself to get consumed by whatever was going on at work that day or whatever was going on in my mind. Later on in, in, in the chapter, it talks about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Again, yes, Philip went out, but then God provided him with the person to witness to. God provided him with someone to, let's go and baptize you right now. He was just available. The apostles were available. Yes, they were sent. Go out from Jerusalem to the outermost parts of the earth. But we're already there. We're already there. We're here every day. And, and, and we're in a city that needs saved. We're in a city that people are craving something. We don't have to. God, God bless our missionaries, Brother Enos. And your service. And all the missionaries. But right now, right here. It's astounding to me the amount of people that don't know this word anymore. When did that happen? Yes, I know we used to say we're a Christian nation. Now people will argue that and say we're not. Brother Parnell, how many times did we walk into the jail and the prisons? And I remember saying to everybody, like, you've got to know, you, you know, I, we could read this to you. And I could say, start reading the these, thous, and those. And it's going to go over their head and they're not going to care. But I would say to them, you probably know a, somebody, a grandma, a grandpa, an aunt, somebody that can give you a testimony, a personal testimony of what God's done for you. And every one of them, for the most part, would say, yes, there is. But more and more, it seems like some people are like, I've never even heard this word. They're here in this city. 
Never even heard of this baptism in Jesus' name. Never even heard of, of this Holy Ghost. We can't be consumed with thinking that it's going to be our work or our effort or we have to do more. I hope you understand what I'm saying because I'm not saying let's not do as much as we can. I'm not saying don't pray and be ready and go out and, and take opportunities to do uh, outreach, Brother Danny. I'm not saying for us to not be seeking Bible studies. Of course we got to do that. But God pricks their hearts. He's the one that when we go to whatever, the highways and the byways, that he's going to say, I just want somebody. He's telling them, just listen. If somebody will come up to you, if somebody will tell you, if someone that you get in a conversation with will just tell them about the glory of God. Tell them about the healing of God. He'll bring them. He'll take care of it. This new sanctuary is going to be full. What you're seeing built over there, yes, we have, we have labored, we have given for three years, four years, going on four years now. And, and, and we've gotten caught up in, in, in that and in, in this process of watching it happen. But the truth is when it's, when it's built, God is saying, I've, I've entrusted you all. This foundation, this group to say, okay, now I'm going to bring people. Are you ready to witness? Are you spiritually available to just say, you know what, Lord, we don't know what you're going to bring in. And, and as things progress and, and whatever God does with, with the people of Grace Point, he's moving on their hearts too. He's calling churches to say, will you be spiritually available? Will you be ready to witness? Will you be ready for the brokenness that, I'll, I'll, I, that he wants to bring in? They're not going to be great stories. There are going to be some ugly situations that are going to be coming in. And the thing is, some of the stuff that we've gone through and some of the testimonies that are going to come from Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton and Sister Kim and so many others, Sister Sylvia Foley, thank God, God moved on her. I don't know if you saw the urgent prayer request. She was told because she wasn't feeling good. She, was, she went and they, they, they looked at all of the everything that was going on, and they said, well, it appears to be this type of cancer, and it appears to be that you're probably going to have less than a year to live. Prayer requests went out. People started praying. She went back, and they said, it doesn't look like it's cancer at all. I don't know. Jesus. She's going to have, it's going to be a process. But God touched, God changed that situation. They couldn't explain it. They said, this is what it is. That's what we're going to keep seeing. Brother Jared, do I have a witness? If we can just be spiritually ready. Can we just stand? I'm just going to ask us to just take a few minutes and just say, Lord, take the distractions, God. Can we raise our hands? Can we just seek him right now? Lord, can you just take the distractions from our minds? Help us to cast down the imaginations, God.
the lies the enemy continues to try to tell. Can you help us, Lord, to cast down those imaginations, to get the distractions out of our minds, to help us to be ready, God, to discern at the moment that you present us with someone that needs you. Can you take a minute and remember when you were broken? If you want to come forward, come forward. If you want to pray where you're at, pray where you're at. But can you take a minute and just say, Lord, help me to understand where I was when I was broken. What helped me when I was broken? Who was spiritually ready when I was broken? Go ahead, let's seek him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to be spiritually ready, God. You've called us to this place. You've given us the pastor for this time. We have to work as a body, anointed of God, an active five-fold ministry. Go ahead. Seek him for a minute. Ask him to speak to your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's ready. He's moving right now. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to be ready, God. Spiritually ready, God. Emotionally ready, God. Help us to take away our problems, God, and give them to you and trust them in you. Cast down imaginations tonight. Find someone to lay hands on. Bind together. This church has to be unified during this time. Go ahead. We've got a few minutes. It's going to take this whole congregation to reach this city. Jesus' name. Jesus. Soften our hearts, God. Prepare this sanctuary that you're building, God. Prepare this temple, this sanctuary, this Holy Spirit inside of us, God. Prepare a place for us each day to receive the broken. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Prepare a sanctuary, God. Prepare our minds, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. He's speaking to hearts right now. Go ahead and let him speak to your heart right now. Ask him to remove the distractions right now. 
there's distractions in each one of our lives. Can you ask him right now? Whatever's on your mind right now that you're already thinking about. You're already thinking about how am I going to take care of that? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen this weekend? How is this going to happen? How am I going to be able to afford this? How am I going to be able to pay this? Who's going to help me take care of this? You're distracted. Be spiritually ready. Lord, cleanse our hearts and our minds tonight, Jesus. Purify our hearts and our minds tonight, God. Purify us. Purify our thoughts, our motives, God. Help us to be ready, Jesus. You'll take care of our problems. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, God. And you'll take care of the rest. Go ahead, he's cleansing some things right now. We need to let him move for a minute. Too many distractions, too many doubts, too many fears. Things that are not of God are taking place and consuming our hearts and our minds. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Pray that he cast down the imaginations right now. I rebuke the doubt right now. God, you've got healing right now that we didn't even talk about tonight, God. You have healings that you want people to come home to tonight, God. You have healings in store for people right now that are being waiting to be claimed. You have testimonies, God, that you're waiting for us to be spiritually available to go and share with a family member or a coworker tomorrow, God. You have people in our lives that need to hear the testimonies that we share tonight, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let them speak to you tonight. My God, hallelujah, Jesus. Cleanse us, God. Help tree of life be prepared, God. Jesus, let him speak to your heart right now. He's putting something on our minds right now and saying, give it to me. So you can be spiritually ready. He has people in your life that he's waiting to unlock an opportunity to let you witness to them. Be ready to witness. People that you have doubted or said, there's no way they even want to hear what I do, what I live. They don't want to hear about my faith. 
Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're craving truth. The world is craving truth. Are you ready to witness? Are you spiritually available? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Cleanse us, God. Prepare us, God. You have a city, God, that needs to hear this truth. God, you have a city. You've placed us in this city. Jesus' name. I pray for Montgomery right now, God. I pray for Cincinnati right now, God. Help us, Lord God. Jesus, Jesus' name. To be prepared, God. To be prepared. To be prepared, God. Jesus, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. God is saying this right now. God knows you're hurting. God knows. He knows what you're dealing with. Please hear me. God knows what's burdening your heart right now. He knows. It's in his hands. You're a child of God. A Holy Ghost-filled saint. A servant in this mighty kingdom. He knows. He's got your concerns, your cares in his hand. Can we just say, okay, God. I trust you with that. And if I can trust you with that, then I'll be spiritually ready. I'll be spiritually available to what you want to put in front of me. Because maybe what we're going through is just to help that person he wants to bring into your life.
Jesus, 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 the Lord. Jesus, the Lord. He is with us. Jesus, the Lord. Jesus, the Lord. Jesus name. Jesus name. Mighty God. Jesus name. Jesus name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Jesus' name, Lord. If you need to go, amen, I know it's it's Wednesday night, but if God is working on your heart. Just, just be ready. Just be, just be spiritually ready. Ready to witness. There's people in our lives right now that we don't really know are ready to hear this truth. And it's easily just like I did with that lady to walk on, give them a dollar and, and, and move on. The kingdom is at hand. I mean, we, we, we have the spirit of Antichrist working and the culture of, of what's going on in the nation. Then we have a kingdom culture. And a kingdom culture is going to be in this book. It, it, it is in this book. And people are trying to say that, well, that doesn't go for today. There's churches, <clears throat> my goodness, churches that are saying, we accept all lifestyles. We accept all lifestyles here. But we're also going to tell you the truth. 
not just say it's okay to go on living that way. We're going we're gonna to tell you what the truth is. That's true love. That's true love. If, if we let people go without telling them the truth because we're afraid of what culture is saying, then that's not kingdom culture. We're not doing what we're called to do. God will take care of us for, for sharing his word. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name.